0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with H-O-W-C Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hey guys, this is Miranda Wright. This is my husband, Pastor Daniel Wright of Heart of Worship Church.
1: How's it going, guys?
0: Today we're going to be talking about uh, staying delivered. In a previous podcast, you can go look this up if you want. We answered the question of, Can Christians be possessed? And
1: that's a
0: big question that comes up a lot um, for those in deliverance ministry. You would have to go back and listen to that lesson. We'll link it up in the description if you want the full scriptural answer, because really, ultimately, it's going to come down to what your definition of actually being a Christian is, because some people have different ideas. But when you take it back to scripture, um, the Bible is is very clear that you know we can fall from grace and come back into alignment with sin and with Satan and make ourselves the servant of
1: it. Well and and I would say too that the very uh, crux of the simple issue is what fellowship hath light with darkness. That right. was Jesus's words.
0: But if you truly are the habitation of the Holy Spirit, right. he will not share his glory with another and yep. we can't serve two masters. We're either listening to one or the other. And if so, I could,
1: if I could just to say that this point on that is that there's a big difference between oppression and possession uh oppression and possession are two separate deals right, right. both dealing with the demonic even paul when we uh, did a podcast earlier was on the thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan was sent to buffet him so right. there's an oppression
0: Right. Even Jesus in the wilderness encountered Satan, but he was not possessed. Right. right? He was
1: oppressed, but not possessed. Yeah.
0: He tempted him. He tried to get him to come into agreement with him. But when we choose to obey Satan, then that can happen. We can fall away. And that's what it comes down to with the scriptures. And we know that in the scriptures, because it plainly tells us that if a man is delivered, saved, following God, doing all of these things, the enemy can come back stronger if he returns willfully to to his sin or to the things that had him in agreement with the enemy in the beginning. So today we want to look at scripturally what it takes to stay delivered once you have been set free from these things. We do a lot of deliverance ministry and this is a valuable tool to be able to give to someone who has been set free and said, this is what the scripture tells us because the Bible says that we have authority to rebuke Satan. That is awesome. That is great. But that's the start of the journey because it tells us that once we rebuke it, you then have to resist. We are required to resist the devil and then he will flee from us because he's going to keep coming and trying to get back in. And if you succumb to it, it says that the latter end
1: be worse, worse than, than the, the beginning. First, right. So in, in summary, you could say well, what we're talking about today, guys, is how to keep the house clean. So Miranda pointed out that the podcast she's referencing is how to clean the house, metaphorically speaking. But today we're going to be talking about how to keep the house clean.
0: Right, right. And we can all have our own opinions of how this should work, but ultimately salvation comes through humility, and so does deliverance, and so does all form of power and authority. So we cannot trust in our own vain imaginations or what we think or want the Bible to say. We have to take it back to Scripture and believe what God says. In James chapter 4, verse 6, it says that he gives more grace, wherefore he saith that God resisteth the proud... But gives grace unto the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. Now, it's interesting because what's translated here to double minded, when you go back into the original Greek, means more than one spirit, listening to more than one spirit. So he's saying, you, you've been listening to more than one spirit. You're not just listening to God. You're listening to the enemy. So you're double-minded. You need to repent. You need to cleanse your hands. You are a sinner. So mm. we have to learn to resist the enemy when he speaks and obey God. When we humble to God, then we will be able to resist the devil, and then we will be able to walk in freedom.
1: Amen. Yep. There's nothing that God has to offer mankind That we can receive without first giving humility right we humble ourselves before god to receive his grace to receive his mercy to receive anything from god
0: right and ultimately this is very important because he says you can't serve two masters you have to turn from one to serve the other. This Amen. is proof right here that you're Christian, that a true blood born again Christian who is serving the Lord is not going to be. Yeah, we have
1: to clarify that because there's a lot of people that claim it, but we're talking about theologically right. sound. We're not just born-again. talking
0: about a name; we're talking right. about truly in filled with the Holy Spirit and walking in obedience. One who was right converted, as converted. Jesus
1: told, it. yeah,
0: right. He said that you have to be submitted to God and humbled. And then you will receive the grace of God, which will empower you, right? Other scriptures tell us that the grace of God empowers us to live godly in this present world. But if you don't cleanse your mind, you sinners and all these things, then you're going to end up falling to the enemy.
1: Amen. We must humble ourselves and do it God's way. John chapter 10, verse 7 says, then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep and all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep. Did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly.
0: This is the first thing that we have to understand when you're talking about deliverance and freedom from Satan. You have to be convinced that he is coming only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that God really is coming to bring you life more abundantly because the enemy, he makes it look so tempting. Mm -hmm. He makes it look so good. So easy. So right. Oh, I'm going to do it this way. No, everything, you know, we've had kids say it this way and it's the best way, whatever he's telling you, he's trying to trick you. (laughs) Don't believe it. That's, you know, when I hear a kid say that, then I am like, they they got it. They got it. Don't believe the temptations. And no matter how hard or bad it might seem, we have to believe by faith that God really is trying to bring us the best. That's right. And having understood that we can have faith in God, but this is what's so important. We keep trying to make our own rules and make our own way. And that's how the enemy gets in. In the beginning, in the garden, he said, did God really say? And so people have all of these ideas of what being a Christian is but they're not judging it by the word of God. Jesus himself told us that he himself did not come even to judge men by his own judgment, mm-hmm. but that every word that he spoke will be what judges us on the final day. So all the red-lettered words of Jesus in the scripture, that's what's going to be opened up, and our life is going to be measured out to see, did we live according to what Jesus came to teach? Because if we really believed, if we really had faith in him, we'd believe in his teachings also. We read that in John chapter 12, verse 46, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I do not judge him. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken it of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Amen. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the father said unto me, so do I speak. So he said nothing except what God told him to say. Mm -hmm. So believing what Jesus said is believing what God says. And that trumps anything that man says or that we want to believe or imagine. So basically, we have to obey scripture, Mm -hmm. what Jesus taught in order to be saved, delivered and make it into heaven, i don't care what anybody teaches you or anybody says, it is the words that jesus spoke that will judge us in the end. It will determine whether or not we really believed him.
1: Right. And it's not even so much the evidence of the work itself. If we are converted, we will. Jesus said in John 14:15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So while my wife is pointing out uh, brothers and sisters that We are judged on the works, but the works are the evidence of whether or not we had the faith, whether it was a good work or bad work. If it's godly works, then it's based on the true conversion that we had in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Have we been born again, according to John chapter 3? If we are, then those works will be the evidence of being born again.
0: Right. Jesus never called it getting saved. We make it more about Not going to hell. We we really don't care about loving. I mean, not say we, but you know, many people. The the
1: church in general.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's not about loving God. It's not about service. It's not about humility. It's not about recognizing our wretchedness. It's about I just don't want to be punished. But ultimately, Jesus called it being converted,
1: correct? being
0: changed. And if there's not a change, then there's not a true salvation. And Mm -hmm. if you have been changed, but you choose to go back, Mm -hmm. then you're no longer saved. And Jesus said that if we're not obeying his words, because many people come to this reality of, okay, I I want the devil rebuked because I don't want to be a slave in Egypt, but they don't want to leave Egypt either. What they really want is to have Mm -hmm. the power to become Pharaoh themselves. And that's not how salvation works. You don't get to have power over the enemy so that you can just do what you want. You get to leave his camp right. and join God's army and be part of God's army so that he can be the new king of your heart and your life and you serve him.
1: I'm getting so excited because literally seconds before you said that, God was showing me and he spoke to my spirit. and said that it seems like people are, are treating Christianity as though they're joining a social club. It's, we're not joining a social club. We're joining a, the military. It's mm-hmm. God's army, and as I thought of the comparison, it's like some people are coming to say the sinner's prayer, join the church, and their their mindset is, oh, well, this is like a social club. Right. When really, to be converted and born again into the child, into as a child of God, into the kingdom of God, it's more like joining the army. Right. You are not your own. You are now a property. Right. You're of, bought with a price. You're bought with a price. Exactly.
0: Right. There's a scripture that says that whoever you choose to serve, you make your master right right so if you obey the devil and the things that he's taught then you make him your master if you obey jesus and the things that he taught then you make him your master he you are his disciple right, right. so as we do the things that jesus taught then we become his disciple he becomes our master we remain in his words his words remain in us he said and then you'll be my disciples um And then you'll bear much fruit and the father will be pleased with you. You're also under his covering, under his protection. You have authority. You are in this place in his army where you have, you know, the enemy can no longer overtake you. But if you are choosing to obey Satan, you make him your master and he can overtake you because you're going to go one way or the other. You can't serve them both at the same time. So for a person that is still in sin, still doing their own thing, still walking in contradiction to the things that Jesus taught, you are not going to stay saved. You are not going to stay delivered. There is a narrow path, a straight way, and you have to stay on it. You have to follow Jesus. My sheep know my voice and they will follow it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus tells us this very, very plainly because he knew that there would be many wolves in sheep's clothing that would come and tell us it's easy. All you have to do is believe these things or say these magic words Mm -hmm. and you can keep living the same way and you're going to be okay. But Jesus said that is not true. He says, enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go therein at. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which will come to you in sheep's clothing. In other words, they're gonna pretend to be part of uh, ministry and part of, of the faith. But inwardly they are ravaging wolves. Ye shall know them how By By their their fruits.
1: fruits. Not by their confession. Oh, man, I thought... (laughs) Not even
0: by their gifts, because even the Antichrist can move in signs and lying wonders that will uh, endorse the lies. So you don't go by gifts or any other thing. You look for the fruits, the evidence, which is the character, because the Spirit will produce... A certain character.
1: Right, the fruit of the Spirit.
0: Right, and one of the things he's telling you that you will know who these wolves in sheep's clothing are is that they're going to convince you that the broad, easy way Mm -hmm. is going to lead you to to heaven, and it's not. Jesus said it's very narrow. It's exactly what I said. Jesus said we have to forgive everybody then we have to forgive everybody. Jesus said we have to give up fornication. We have to give up fornication. Jesus says we have to give up drunkenness and witchcraft and the use of drugs and selfishness and pride and envy and all of these things. We have to walk humbly and manifest the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, kindness, peace, you know, long-suffering, self-control, all of these things. We have to do what he said to do. We cannot make our own roots. But again,
1: to reiterate, the wonderful thing about doing those works is we're reminded, of course, if you're listening, we're not talking about self-righteousness and right. the ability of your own strength for the works of the flesh are manifest in those areas, but God's grace is his spirit who empowers us to do those things.
0: Right, right. Now, when he gives us that grace and that power and that Holy Spirit, there's no more excuse for us because Correct. we can do it. Correct. We just have to want to, we have to seek him. We have to spend time with him because we can't do it in and of ourselves. But if mm-hmm. we ask him, if we pray and worship and spend time with him daily, he's going to teach us. He's going to lead us. He's going to empower us. Amen. It says, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit and every corrupt tree brings forth corrupt fruit. And every tree that does not bring forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. So what does that mean? If we don't produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we're going to go to hell because he's not going to allow these bad fruits into heaven. There was a war there once before there was a rebellion. He's not looking to do that again. So he's proving he's testing now before we get in. Wherefore, by their fruits, you will know them, not every one that says to me, Lord Lord, in other words, not every one who professes and confesses him to be their Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But rather only he that does the will of the Father which is in heaven. There will be many on that day that will say to me, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and cast out devils and done many wonderful works? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me, you are still working iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. Mm-hmm. I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock, and he continues to emphasize that we have to hear what he said
1: and, and doeth do it. Them. We
0: have to obey it.
1: That, that right that there for me, the very last verse, and do with them, would be the underline for my Bible. That's what people have to understand. You can hear the word, but just like, the, if I'm not mistaken, the book of James, talks about to not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word also. Mm-hmm. James, it, throughout the, his entire book, is very uh, centered at holiness, living the life of your confession. Faith and confession is not, good enough alone the evidence of your faith is the fruit on the branches the works that we produce based on that true faith and grace
0: right a lot of people you know james said that um many believe that he is jesus and he was like you know good for you even the demons believe the thing is is it's not enough to believe and this is in scripture that he is the son of god that he is god I mean, because that's the height of rebellion, to believe that he is who he is and still not do what he says. Right. That's what rebellion actually is. Right. Satan knew who he was, but didn't obey what he said. It's Mm -hmm. not so much about believing that he is who he is. It's about believing what he said. So we have to not only believe him, we have to believe in him. We have to believe in what he teaches. I can believe that you are my husband. That's not going to make me just obey you just in and of that. I mean, it should if I'm a good wife, but you know, in general, right. but if I believe what you are speaking to me, if I believe in you, then I will trust what you tell me. Right. And ultimately that's what it comes down to. Yes, we believe that he is who he is, but we ask to also believe what he told us in scripture enough right. to obey it. And right. if we do believe that he is who he is and we don't obey it, then that's going to bring about even a greater damnation because we didn't trust in the son of God that's good so it's not enough just to believe that he is Jesus and confess that that can actually bring you a greater damnation if you're not obeying what he's saying
1: right because if you recognize who God is but you don't do what he says that's worse wasn't there a scripture that says it'll be worse for you than Sodom and Gomorrah and that and I believe if I'm not mistaken that was the context it's like Israel you know better they got you to know, hear his words. Yeah. Th- these other uh, nations were not my chosen people and didn't have the scriptures, right? And the mm-hmm. Torah. But you do. And that puts you in a worse position of rebellion because you have the truth, yet you choose the lie. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. And why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? In other words, why are you calling me master? You don't listen to me. You're not obeying. Exactly. Uh, why do you call me dad? You don't live in my house, you know. Uh, whosoever cometh in me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, yet another verse, a passage that says, "And doeth them, I will show unto him who is like. He's like a man which had built his house and diggeth them, and laid of the foundation of the rock. And when the floods came and arose the stream vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it for it was founded upon the rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without the foundation built." a house on the earth against which the streams did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. The ruin of that house was great. And Jesus is that foundation. He is that rock.
0: Right. And the house is us. And so this is where it comes back into those who have been saved or have been delivered. And we are the house. But if it's not built upon the truth, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the, and the life. life. He right. is the truth. We have to believe the truth that he gave us. We have to obey the truth. And if we hear it, but don't obey it, our house is weak and it will fall. You will fall. Mm -hmm. You will fall in your faith and you will be overtaken again. The scripture tells us, That the body is like a house. When those spirits leave out, they come back. And Mm -hmm. if you do not have it filled with the Holy Spirit, then it will be repossessed and it will be worse than before. And the only way for the Holy Spirit to stay and to abide, Jesus said, will abide if we remain in his words and his words in us. So we're not talking about, you know, of a works-based salvation. No, not we're saved by faith, but you do have to obey. Right. If you really believe well, who he is and what he says, you're going to do it. You're going right. to listen to it. You're not going to continue to live your own life and serve Satan and just say, oh, I'm God's." He's saying, no, you're still working iniquity. You're not mine.
1: Right. Now We're saved by grace through faith. We were The grace is the salvation, but to unlock that gift of salvation called grace, we have to have faith to believe it. And, uh, of course, many people use this passage, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, Mm -hmm. for by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm. When you get to verse 10, as most people stop at 9, verse 10 tells us that uh, we were called unto good works, that we should walk in them. And that's imperative in that the point that you're making that yes, we're saved by grace through faith, but it's the thing that empowers us to do the work of Right. God.
0: Because God says, in, I mean, because the scripture tells us that he gives more grace to the humble. You cannot receive grace. You cannot be saved without first humbling yourself. And humility will obey. Amen. You have to have enough faith to trust in what God says enough to obey it. So when we read in scriptures things that he tells us, not to do mm-hmm. we have to have enough faith to obey that mm-hmm. because ultimately in the beginning it was satan and the fallen that taught men to sin and to do many of these things that lead to destruction and damnation mm-hmm. jesus came and taught us how to walk in righteousness he was the word made flesh he demonstrated right. he taught right. by example so if we choose to obey him and what he taught, then we make him our master. We become his disciples. If we choose to obey what they taught, then we make them our master. We become their disciples. So we're under their mercy. But mm-hmm. if we're God's, we're under his, his mercy, his grace, his protection, all of that. So when we come to scripture and we read things like 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, where it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of god what is righteousness doing what god says is right so what is being unrighteous doing things that god says says is not not right right so the the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god be not deceived neither fornicators that is any sexual relation outside of marriage you cannot go to heaven Uh,
1: now we have to say biblical marriage because now now we're talking between
0: one man and one woman correct Biblical marriage. All right, now, so these things that are about to be listed out, this is just plain in scripture. If you're doing these things currently unrepented, continually doing these things, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So I don't care if you said a sinner's prayer. I don't care if you were delivered. When you choose to return to these things, you put yourself under the mercy of Satan back in his camp because now you're serving him again. So it says, do not be deceived. No fornicator, no idolater, no adulterer, no effeminate, which is acts of homosexuality, no abusers of themselves with man, nor thieves, nor covetousers, Person, nor drunkard, nor revelers, which is mm-hmm. partying, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, this Amen. is New Testament. So it says nobody that chooses to do these things can yeah. inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. If you choose to do that, you will fall yeah. in sin back under the power of Satan.
1: Right. And that that brings out the point of that is the defining factor of, you know, are you gonna make heaven or not? But that said, if you are a fornicator, an adulterer, a drunkard, a reveler, all those things, this this passage tells us that we will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that said, doesn't matter, like you said, whether they mm-hmm. said the sinner's prayer or not, whether they genuinely were saved or they just did it and they weren't really saved. The point is, if you are currently engaged in these acts of unrepentant sin, right. you will not inherit the kingdom of God.
0: You cannot. that's impossible. And we have to humble ourselves to God's word and realize that he said it, so it doesn't matter what we want to believe or what we heard on TV or, or Facebook meme Christianity. <laughs> the Amen. truth is in the word of God. This yep. is what will judge us. Jesus himself says in Revelations chapter 22, starting in verse 14, he gives us a list of things also. So you say, oh, well, you know, we're not under law. Well, first of all, if you're not repented of your sins and in Christ Jesus, then yes, we are still under law. Those who are um, not redeemed from it because the law still exists or else sin and death would not exist. But mm-hmm. for those who have been redeemed from it and are found hidden in Christ, then yes, you are taken out of that law and placed under grace. But grace gives you the power and the ability to overcome these things and grace mm-hmm. will obey Grace will not stand in opposition to the word and will of God because grace is the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is a scripture that says, how dare we basically say, paraphrasing, that Christ teaches us to sin. No, he doesn't. The Holy Spirit teaches us to be holy and how to walk in alignment and agreement with his teachings. Grace will never make you think that it is okay to obey Satan.
1: And you can confirm this, brothers and sisters, as y'all listening, because I am going to say this. Technically, it's all law. Law is enacting before and after Christ, because what did Paul bring out? Now, you can Google it for book, chapter, verse, but it teaches the law of sin and death versus the law of the life of spirit in Christ Jesus. There's two laws. Mm -hmm. So when you say we're not under law, well, I'd like to say, well, which law is it? Are we in Christ, which is life, or are we in sin, which is death?
0: Right, right. Jesus said, talked about the perfect law of love that to love the brethren and, and all of these things. Exactly, Jesus said, "A new commandment I give unto you." <laughs>
1: Still a commandment, <laughs> right?
0: Because in the old commandment, it was to love your to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But he ups the ante in the mm-hmm. new commandment. He says, "Love them as I have loved you." In other words, more
1: to die for them than yourself, your enemies. To turn the other cheek. To pray right. for those who. Re- who uh, persecute you.
0: In Revelation's chapter 22 starting verse 14, Jesus himself says this, "Blessed are they that do his commandments of God." Right? This is Jesus speaking saying, "Blessed are those who actually do the commandments of God that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city of God." For without the city are dogs and sorcerers And whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth to make a lie. And in verse 27, it says, And there shall no wise enter into it any that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abominations or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Here's just another little collection of things that Jesus is clearly saying. He's talking about New Jerusalem here. Mm. That that there will not be any that enter in. In another scripture it says that without holiness and righteousness no, no man shall, shall see, see the, the Lord.
1: Lord. That's in Hebrews.
0: Right. So in here, he's talking about the ones that aren't let in, sorcerers. When you take that back to the original Greek, it goes back to form chaos, which is where we get our modern word pharmacy, Formacy. pharmaceutical from it's, it's anyone who uses drugs. It's considered witchcraft, um, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and liars. You know, people take that very lightly. Lying is very serious in God's eyes. So you hear it again. It doesn't matter the profession. It doesn't matter what words they said. He's looking at the fruit, the evidence. Did they really believe his teachings? Because if we believed his teachings, then we would flee these wicked things and obey what he taught us. And only those who do what he says is right will enter into the kingdom of God. Now, we can't do it in our flesh. We have to come before him and humbly say, God, God, we know you don't like this. We know you don't want this. We need your grace. Please forgive us. Empower us. Take away these old nature, sin natures, which is the power of Satan. It is these old evil spirits. We have to be crucified with Christ. We have to give up the ghost just like he did. We have to receive his spirit and be born again. But once we do that, we are then empowered to walk away from Satan and And his influences and be influenced by the Holy Spirit begin to listen to the voice of Jesus and follow and obey it. Amen. If we've never been changed, we've never been saved. Mm. And if we were changed and saved and decided to go back, the Bible says it's going to be worse for us because we did have the grace to say no to Satan. We just chose not to use it. Exactly. Ultimately, you know, when it comes to salvation and to deliverance, because we are talking about deliverance today, you know, we can say all the the words and, and, you know, people tend to think Christianity is about saying the right words or these magic words or all this. Right. When it comes down to deliverance, the Bible makes it very clear. It's, it's not about the person. It's not about the mantras. It's not about the flashy. It's not about the tools and the instruments. It says that the truth,
1: truth shall make you free
0: free. Right. In fact, it's John chapter eight, verse 31. And Jesus said to those Jews, which believed on him, if you continue in In my my word, word, then you shall be my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So ultimately, when you come to a true deliverance ministry, what it's really going to do is, is rebuke the enemy, speak to you the truth, lead you into salvation. You're going to feel a difference. There might be some manifestations and that's going to lead you to the reality that something is wrong. So I need to figure out what's right. And then you need to be led into the truth of God and you need to come into agreement with it. When you're renouncing things like, you know, addiction or or hatred or whatever, you're breaking agreement with the lie. You're saying, I don't agree with that anymore. And I know that it's a sin. I repent of it basically. And I'm choosing to obey and come into alignment with God. So the more we come into alignment with the truth, then the more we're set free from the bondage of the lie and we're choosing to follow God. It really, it's the truth that's setting us free. Jesus is the truth, the way and the life, and we're choosing to serve truth. That's why the truth matters. That's right. That's why the the world and the devil pushes so much for us to come into agreement with so many lies because it causes you to be bound to the father of lies. That's why it's important what you agree with. And it's important to stand for and with the truth because it causes you to stand with God.
1: So in, in regards to deliverance of this message of how to keep the house clean, mm-hmm. in summary, uh, the Bible tells us that it'll be seven times worth according to Matthew chapter 12, 43-45. It says, And when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, garnished, Then goeth he, taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. Not only just him, but now we have demons that are, it says, more wicked than he. Mm -hmm. And they enter and dwell therein. And the last, uh, that man is worse than the first. So if it comes down to being delivered, brothers and sisters, I don't care what your theology is, the way you were raised, the way you were taught by your pastor when you were a kid, the Bible says it will be worse than the beginning. And this is a one, there's another passage. First and second Peter chapter two, verse 20. For if after they had escaped the pollutions of the world to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them to have not known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the Holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them. According to the true proverb, the dog is turned to its own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire.
0: Right. There's two very important things here. In the passage in Matthew, it says that the unclean spirits came back and they found the house empty. Right. So the devil cannot cast out the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit fills the house, then the house is going (laughs) to stay clean. Amen. But when we grieve the Holy Spirit or when we do things contrary to God's teaching, when we choose to walk away from being obedient and being his disciple and remaining in his words, then we leave the house empty. Then the devil is going to come back and it's going to be worse When we read this other passage about the dogs returning to the vomit and how much worse it is after it says after they have escaped the pollution of the world. Because some would say that, oh, well, this was a person who heard the truth, but rejected it, Mm -mm -mm. but was never saved. No, it It says says
1: escaped. They had
0: escaped the pollution. And it says that they were like a pig that had been washed. Oh, that's good. But now it's returned to the mud. Yep. So you got out of the filth. You were clean. You were white. You were right. cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Yep. You had escaped the pollution.
1: Mm-hmm. Or the dog purged. Right. Literally threw up. And right. then he put but it things right back. came
0: out of it. And then so then literally, it literally right you've back. been delivered. They're out. But then it consumed them back in. Correct. They're back on the inside again. It's a choice. It's a conscious decision. Right. Because we're rejecting to obey the leading and the teachings of the Holy Spirit. And we're choosing to Mm -hmm. obey these other spirits. And it's worse. Why? Because you had a choice this time. Mm -hmm. You had grace. You had the power to say no. You just chose.
1: Chose not to.
0: To go back.
1: That's exactly right. That's good.
0: God will always deliver the righteous, those that truly desire to be delivered. See, this is something interesting that I have found in deliverance ministry. God did not deliver everybody. Jesus didn't in his, his ministry. Now about 70% I've heard it said of Jesus's earthly ministry was deliverance ministry. He cast demons out of a lot of people. He he loves to heal people and bring freedom. That was his commission, right? To, to set at Liberty, the captives and right. all of that. But He very clearly calls the Pharisees out for being possessed. He tells them, you are of your father, the devil. You are from beneath. I'm from above. You You...
1: brood of vipers. Generation
0: of vipers. He was calling them demons and possessed, but he never cast demons out of them. He very clearly lets us know that Judas was possessed of Satan, but he never cast Satan out of him. Jesus cast devils out of people that wanted to be delivered.
1: Well said. When the heart
0: cry was to be set free, when there was a bondage, a cap, they were in captivity. Yep. Yep he was more than willing to deliver them. But when they wanted their demons, when they believed it gave them power or position or pomp or authority, Mm -hmm. he didn't didn't force them to be delivered. Mm -hmm. God is there to save those who will humble themselves and ask for salvation and choose to follow him. But if they just want to have power over something that has them in bondage so that they can then be on top of it, in Psalms 34 verse 14 says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. In other words, those who do what he says is right. And his ear is open to their cry, but his face is against them that do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such that are of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. So those that are broken, those that are contrite, those that are tormented, God Mm -hmm. wants to deliver them. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't deliver every person. Why? Because some want their demons.
1: Yeah. And it's unfortunate reality that a lot of those demons come from the religious establishment. And you see that uh, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And going back to what you said about how God never delivered demons out of those types of people. He went to the sinners who were begging for help, but and that's that's a that's a hard pill to swallow, church. Right. So if you're listening right now, you consider yourself a brother and sister in Christ. You're converted. You're born again. You say I'm saved. On my way to heaven. You're hearing this right now. There is a there is a reality biblically with the issue of the church. Just because y- y- you know it, it might look the part, it might look the wolves in sheep's clothing. So we have to examine ourselves, as Paul said, talking to the church whether we, quote, be in the faith, end quote. Right. That's a a hard pill to swallow, but that's what we have to realize.
0: Right. God is very clear in Scripture who he accepts, right? He says it's not everybody who says they're a Christian that calls me the Lord, but those who do the will of the Father which is in heaven. It's not those that profess. There's many wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. There's many that claim to be Um, ministers, the Bible says they claim to be the ministers of of righteousness and ministers of light, but they're actually the ministers of Satan. Mm -hmm. You have to be very careful. There is a lot of deception. But in Acts chapter 10, verse 34, it tells us this. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive, that God is no respecter of persons, Amen. but in every nation he that feareth God and worketh righteousness. It is he that is accepted of God. Amen. It's that simple.
1: It comes down to to being in right standing with God, doing what God says is right, doing what he says is the right thing to do. Fearing
0: Uh, God, which is reverencing, having enough humility to obey what he says is right, as opposed to what we think or what we want, because that is pride. And that is listening to Satan. Mm -hmm. That is welcoming possession. And it doesn't have to be, you know, Hollywood, you know, vomit and head spinning and all of that crazy things. (laughs) It can be if a person is involved in witchcraft or drugs or things that allow these things in. But something as simple as succumbing to pride or envy, these are all Mm -hmm. influences of spirits. In fact, Jesus said that if you hate your brother without a cause, then you're guilty of the sin of murder. Why? Because it's the same spirit. Mm -hmm. It's just how far will you agree with it? Because there's no murder committed that didn't start somewhere with a hatred.
1: That's right. And we like to uh, to level out small, medium, large sins, things like that. But mm-hmm. it's the spirit behind it. Right. You know, I, and we had one of the little girls from our church. Uh, you know, she's she's real sweet, very blunt, but she loves Jesus. And she asked me, she said, well, Pastor Daniel, what, what if I steal a pencil? And it's like, well, is it still stealing? It's still stealing though, right? She says, yeah. I'm like, well, it's still a sin. So she's like, I, I can't steal even a pencil. I said, no, because if we're going to steal a pencil, we'll steal anything. And I gave her the scripture. You know, the Bible says that if we're faithful in small things, right, he makes us ruler in big things.
0: Right. Right. And it says that no thief can enter the kingdom of heaven. It says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if the devil is the father of stealing, then what right. voice are we listening to? What leading Right. Are we following? This right. is a fruit, an evidence. Right. So when we, we have these things happen and we recognize that it is contrary to Jesus's teachings, then we have to come to that place where we say, okay, Lord, I've obviously been listening to the wrong thing. I acknowledge it as sin. I repent. I'm sorry for it. Right. Please convict me. Give me the power to recognize it. Give me the grace to overcome it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then by
0: faith, you start walking in a new directions and away from it. You just don't obey it anymore and so that you are no longer its servant.
1: And I do want to address that a little bit further with you on terms of our sin, because it's easy for us to say, well, I'm not Marilyn Manson. Therefore, my sin is not that bad. Mm -hmm. Whether we admit that out loud or not, there's a subconscious bias of our righteousness because we see ourselves more holier than others. But back to the pencil, Mm -hmm. the same spirit that would tempt a person to steal a pencil is the exact demonic influence that would tempt them to steal a thousand dollars. Right. So we come into agreement with those demonic influences, no matter how small, medium or large they might be. But we still have to understand that we are out of right standing no matter what level of those things that we choose to engage right. and, ourselves with.
0: And it comes down to how much we're willing to surrender and submit to those spirits, because we know that the spirits will always push for more, 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 more until we put our foot down and say no. We do mm-hmm. have the choice to obey or to reject. Right. So if a person begins with, with a little pornography mm-hmm. and then it progresses and, and you don't put your foot down, then it, it can lead into pedophilia. Right. Which then can progress into molestation, rape, and then murder. And it never stops until you say it has to stop. Correct. So nip it in the bud way in the beginning (laughs) and say, no, I'm not letting that spirit in. That's right. Or any influence of it. That's right. No, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to line up with the word of God that says fornication is sin mm-hmm. of any form or fashion, even even if it's pornography or something to that degree. So I'm going to not do those things. I'm not going to listen to that spirit. The Bible says whom the sun sets free is free free
1: indeed indeed.
0: there is power there is ability there Mm -hmm. is grace to say no to satan so i ask you for those who say well oh no we all sin we can't break free of it Think about what you're really believing. Where Mm. is your faith? Do you really believe that Satan is stronger than Jesus? Come on now. Do you believe that temptation and sin is stronger than the Holy Spirit? Mm. Do you believe that what the devil is telling you to do is stronger than the blood, is stronger than God? You're really putting your faith more in Satan than in God's ability to overcome him. That's not where my faith is. Therefore, can I overcome? Yes, because I believe whom the Son sets free is free Indeed, Indeed. we are more than overcomers through Christ. Jesus is anything too hard for my God. No. So I can say no to Satan. Get you behind me. You are under my feet. I'm the head, not the tail. I know who I am. I'm pulling rank. I know my authority. So then I can walk in victory. It does come by faith. What do you believe?
1: Amen. And a good wrap up summary of that is Romans chapter six, verse one through two. How shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? that grace may abound. God God forbid. forbid. How shall we, who are dead to sin, live any longer therein?
0: Right. If that spirit has been cast out, then why are you still obeying its influence? Mm -hmm. Remember this. When Cain began to listen to the devil and have envious thoughts against his brother, God warned him. He said, be careful if you do what's right, you'll be rewarded. But sin Sin lieth
1: lieth at at the the door. door.
0: Just like Jesus stands at the door and knocks, if we will open it up and let him come in, he will sup with us, he will teach, he will disciple, because it was at the supper table that they discipled their family, their servants. Mm -hmm. So is Satan knocking. It's good. And if you open the door to him, you let him in, he's going to start discipling you. And it's going to bear bad fruit. If the Holy Spirit is in you, Satan's going to be at the door knocking. Don't open it up. Don't let him in. But if Satan is the one controlling you, God is there knocking. Mm -hmm. You open it up. You let him in. You let him cast every evil thing out. There will be one or the other. You're not going to have both of them. You cannot have Jesus and be producing the fruits of Satan. You have to have the fruits of the Spirit. There's going to be one or the other. Jesus will not share his glory with another. You make your decision today who you're going to serve, who you're going to obey, and ask for the grace to do it and have the faith to walk it out. Tell the devil to get out. Amen. You have to resist.
1: Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you all for joining us on this podcast. We pray that it has been an eye-opening experience to hear the scriptures come alive in terms of sanctification and remaining pure and holy. We pray uh, for you and all of your family. If you'd like to reach out to us, reach out to our email at info at If you have any prayer requests, you can send it to pray at Heart of Worship church. Dot com. Thank you guys for joining us on this podcast. We hope to see you guys on the next one. Praise the Lord. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for joining us. Have a great day.
0: This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.